Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. Thanks for joining me this week. And today we got a guest, Freelance Duck Hunting, and uh, we'll be discussing uh, tips for hunting on the river. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining me, Elliot. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate it. And uh, it's, it's nice to formally meet you finally. I've been watching your stuff for uh, a long time and uh, <laughs> Um, fun fact, I've actually been watching your videos longer than I've been hunting ducks. So, oh, are you <laughs> Yeah. You've been watching them a while though. This isn't your first year duck hunting, is it? Nope. Nope. Uh, second full season this, this year. So I started you watching, watching them. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It just They just started popping up when I was searching for duck videos. And um, I watched everything you had out prior to my first hunt. <laughs> So I don't know, that puts a little bit of an age on your channel. You learned how to not kill ducks is what you were watching how to do back in season one. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. So so anyways, thanks for everybody for uh, joining us. Uh, hey, David. Hey, somewhere in Wisconsin. What's up, Fumble Mitts? So yeah, like I said, um, you guys probably know Elliot. Uh, if, you are, if you're watching uh, duck videos on YouTube, he is one of the premier channels um, for sure and uh, just has a great sense of community on his channel. You know, you really get, uh, you know, a feeling of you're hanging out with the guys while you're hunting. You know, it's just not the old way where there's people with highlight reels and loud rock music playing the whole time. You know, you really get a really cool experience. So if you guys haven't checked him out, which I'm sure pretty much everybody has, then head over to uh, Freelance Dunk Hunting and check him out. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because that that has been the goal from the start when we started making these videos was just for the experience because I, I didn't start recording to grow an audience or a community. I started recording just for um, capturing the memories. So I started from the beginning of doing the videos inside out. So the whole goal was to get the experience and I wasn't even trying to get kill shots. Mm -hmm. And then when pe the more people started um, actually watching, then I, then I made the kill shots more of a focus. So from the very beginning, it was like the experience first kill shot second. And I think almost yeah. everyone else does it backwards. Kill mm -hmm. shot first, second. So I'm glad to hear that, that it, you say it translates like that. Cause that's, that's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. I, the way I think about it is it's like uh kill shots are almost to like grab people's attention, but like to like build a community, you have to have like a, a different take on it, which is the, you know, the storytelling, which you have like, a great way of telling the story as you're going through it. And, uh, and people I mean, have to get to know you, I think, I think on YouTube, people have to get to know you. Yep. And you've done you a great like, job about that. Channels <laughs> like, uh, like the grind and I like the grinds videos, but they're not doing well. And, yeah. and I think that's the reason why there's no community and people don't get to know them personally. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that completely. Cause, uh, even like, uh, uh, fouled reality which i mean they have some spectacular footage some awesome hunts but then like uh you know the vlog style like some of the guys you've seen like uh, outdoor limits maybe 
um, has even passed them up just doing like, and I mean, he's nowhere near the quality. So it shows that the kind of style that you guys go for with the vlogging yeah. style, which I mean, yeah. they're not it's totally not, like- it's not, your, it's not your Saturday morning outdoor show. It's, hey, let's all hang out and do this together and get to know each other. And yeah. that, that's how I see I've learned so much from subscribers. I mean, just like the last week we took a rake out. I got that idea directly. <laughs> Got a, a rake to, uh, I, I got that idea directly from people on YouTube. I mean, we've learned so much from the community. You nailed yeah. it. It's, it's a community. Man, you guys, do you Absolutely. guys like take a like a a trailer full of like tools? Because I swear you got like a different garden tool in every episode. Like, <laughs> you got the rake, you got a pickaxe. <laughs> well, I, I don't and... <laughs> remember the other garden tool, but that one, uh, I think Aiden just brought it down. We we have okay. sleds when we walk in, which we've gotcha. been more walking in the last but we we've got a couple sleds and we don't pack in a bunch of decoys when we walk in like that we only do a couple dozen so we got some extra room for some stuff nice nice all right so i'm going to play a highlight reel real quick of um freelance for anyone who hasn't seen them but uh, like i said i'm sure most people have so let's go ahead and play that come along and join us and hopefully we We'll really get out of a day. Come along and join us, and hopefully we'll really get out of a day. Man, how close was that one? We are starting fire. Got some Chef D in there, I saw. That's all. <laughs> yeah. See, so, uh, I mean, that's almost a character on your show. As long, along with you guys, always cook, and you always have the Chef D and it's just, uh, you know, I, I find it pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, little themes t tend to uh, break out, uh, like Golden Probation. Yep, yep. And and it just naturally breaks out, and then. I'm really obsessive about things that I think are funny. Like if something's funny to me, I can go with the joke for the rest of my life. <laughs> so it's, it's like on some of these things I intentionally push like the golden probation. Cause I think it's funny. It's like a running theme. So it kind of becomes how, how, how often is too much. Yeah. Where people are like, Oh, not Shep D again. You know, <laughs> I like it. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I I doubt there's anybody who has a problem with Chef Boy, Boy RD. I'm not sure though, but for me, it's well, never. Golden Boy, Golden Boy does. He's had it one time in his life, and it got made him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I remember him saying a little that. Golden tummy. Yeah, I can't eat it because it gives it gives me terrible heartburn. Like the ravioli, yeah. like, I don't know what what's in it that gives me that bad of heartburn, but it's worse than like anything else. Yeah, I I don't know. I you know, I have not actually. 
I've only started eating it in the last couple of years because our campfires have been a real progression. Like for most of the 25, 26 years I've been hunting, we didn't do campfires. And then about four years ago, four or five years ago, Fomamuts fell in and corn was with me and corn just all of a sudden whipped up a fire because he had some fire starter. And I had never carried <clears throat> fire starting stuff with me when he did that. And I was like, holy crap, that is the best idea to have a fire starter with you. So I, then I started bringing fire starter, like I think the year before I started the channel and then we'd be bored and I'm like, Hey, let's eat this duck. So we started doing mm. a fire and eating duck. And then it's like, well, now that we're doing fires and eating duck, let's bring soup with us. So it's only been the last three or four years that we've really been doing the fires and, and eating soup and stuff. So, um, yeah, that probably I, did, makes... I, did, I don't know why we had some chef RD a couple of years ago, um, in the pantry and I just grabbed it and I hadn't eaten it since I was a kid. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this stuff is really good. <laughs> so yeah. It probably fun. makes your like all day hunt or your longer hunts like a lot more bearable because I mean, something about, you know, you get past the first flight and then it gets about 11 o'clock and then like, you know, it's kind of starting to get a little dull or you're getting really cold and you're thinking about going home. It gives you something else to keep your mind on and, yeah. and finish out your limit. Absolutely. I always have either soup or Shep Wardy in my bag at this point. I mean, I never go on a hunt without it because like I said, it gets <laughs> slow. It's just nice. And it's nice just sitting around a fire and it, mm. it's a great, it's a fun part of it. People should yeah. do it more. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about trying it sometime. I haven't tried it yet, but you should. You know, it's fun. Yeah. So anyways, um, so I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. So you've been hunting for, you know, 25 years. And yeah, we, I grew up in middle part of the state and Fumblemitz had, didn't really get into hunting until he got in his twenties from my uncle and my grandfather. And so we were big upland game hunters. We hunted quail, mm. pheasant, and we did a lot of prairie chicken hunting. I mean, we got like addicted to prairie chicken. hunting. we actually tried <laughs> little silhouette uh decoys for him and stuff i mean we were just totally in on prairie chicken one. what's so, a what's a prairie chicken a prairie chicken is the type of a grouse it's like okay. if you ever heard of a sharp tail grouse yeah yeah i know what a grouse they, is they look extremely similar to a sharp tail grouse except they don't have a point on a tail and so mm. there's very few states that you can actually hunt them but kansas has a really good population of them and so they they hang out in the grass fields I mean, contrary to belief, Kansas is not just totally flat. So you have you have rolling hills with no trees on them that are just kind of grass. And the government uh, did a program where they, they turned a lot of these hills just into natural grasses. And so the prairie chickens will sleep in there. And then when it gets too cold for the to eat insects, and they'll fly down into crop fields. Gotcha. And so we would sit down into crop fields and try to get them coming in to us. Mm, so you and, decoy them in just like duck hunting. Well, we, we, more than, more than that, you kind of fly, fly, find their flight pattern. Oh, okay. You figure out what field that they're coming in. So they don't really, I mean, the silhouettes we actually tried, I think once or twice, because my uncle cut them out for my dad. It's mostly just like what fields have they been flying into and getting the path of them. Gotcha. But they, and they come into the fields like clockwork, like almost to the minute. And then if it's cloudy, they come in earlier. If it's brighter, they come in later, but. So we would just be either they'd come in in the morning and then at night. So you can either hunt them right in the morning or about an hour before uh, dark. So, so with all your duck hunting, are you uh, done with the upland game stuff? or? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm done. Once we started, my dad, once I got into college, because I played high school basketball, so that, that was most all my weekends were full. So we didn't do a lot of hunting when I was in high school as much. 
then when I got in college, my dad got a um, pointing lab. And they're, they're trying to breed these Labradors mm-hmm. to actually point, and they're having some success with it. So he got a pointing lab, and he thought, well, let's do some duck hunting, and let's do some upland game. And once we started duck hunting, it weirded out. <laughs> Back in the past, I don't know, 20 years, we tried to go out pheasant hunting one time. We walked one field for 15 minutes, and we looked at each other, and I was like, let's go duck hunting. And we just quit. I mean, there's just nothing like it. Gotcha. Yep. I agree. Duck hunting's got to be the best hunting sport in my opinion. But uh, fun fact, um, I actually started upland gaming when I was a kid. Uh, My grandpa was a huge upland gamer. He would take trips all over the country doing it. And uh, we have some quail in southern Indiana. We don't have any in my part of the area or pheasant anymore. Um, But yeah, my grandpa would train breeding dogs and he had, I, th- I think he told me he had 18 or 19 over his life and he had a kennel with like four or five dogs at a time. And yeah, so yeah, definitely appreciate the upland. For upland when we were growing up and I'll tell you, uh, upland hunting behind a good dog is really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But like, we did a lot of quail hunting and I just couldn't hit them. They would, they would flush under my feet and it would startle me and then I'd be on my back foot and <laughs> my uncle can just like pop it like, bam, bam, bam. I, I, I bet you I'd be like one for 10 or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just all bit. Yeah. It was something else watching my grandpa do it. He was so good. I mean, he'd shoot triples all the time and uh, actually named my dog Chief after his favorite pointing dog, Chief. And it was actually, you know, my favorite too growing up. Probably because it was his favorite, but yeah. So I, I can respect the upland gaming, but you know, duck hunting is where it's well, at we, for me. We just come out of a really bad cycle here in Kansas where um, we had a drought and we had over um, water before that. So the populations of pheasant and quail, I mean, really took a hit and they're just now starting to rebound. So mm. gotcha. Golden Boy does some pheasant and quail hunting. Nice. We don't really have it in this part of the state. This is the northeast part of the state. So, I mean, the really good upland game is central to western Kansas. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, I guess, uh, tell us a little bit about the, the group sizes you hunt in and, you know, you got your, your kind of consistent members you got, I'll, I guess I'll let you tell you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So up until the first year of FDH, it was always just my dad and me. And it was just the two of us. And every now and then my uncle and cousin would mix in. But as far as waterfowl hunting, it was my dad and myself and often a lot of times just me and then i met danny and uh, that was season one so his first hunt was the very first fdh video and so then he started coming all the time so then it was the three of us and then last year on episode which was season two i think episode nine we met golden boy out in the woods and man that guy is just phenomenally awesome person (laughs) so he started coming around a lot now i've got three boys that are freshman eighth grade seventh grade that are getting older and wanting to hunt more and um freaking so smash I, yeah and he yeah good oh yeah and corn, i forgot corn too corn doesn't hunt that much but i think he's he's so involved in his kids basketball and stuff mm. and baseball he yeah as much so we've got a decent number of group i don't i don't think i've ever hunted more than four ideally i like to hunt three people yeah um four is absolute limit when i see these guys out there hunting six even in even in a field with six seven eight guys lined up i have absolutely no desire to be on a hunt like that i mean none mm-hmm. i mean i had i had a guy earlier she asked me to go hunt with him 
And he's like, we've got all this great stuff. I was like, well, how many guys here? He's like, normally six. I'm like, I'm done. Check me out. <laughs> I just don't have any desire. There's nothing wrong if people want to do that. I have any desire to hunt with a crowd. Gotcha. Like yeah, the most I've ever hunted was six. And I mean, it's all right. But like I said, I much prefer like the three. Because, I mean, at the point of their six, it's kind of hard to even tell who's shooting what. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we had two dogs and I mean, it was crazy. We had a great hunt, but like, um, yeah, I much prefer the more like, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just better with three for a variety of reasons or th- yeah, a few, a few people. A couple people mentioned on the chat thing. It does say Mid Valley Mercenaries. Oh, doesn't make that big of a difference, but yeah, uh, I'll fix that. If <laughs> I love hunting too, a Golden Boy and I um, went on a bunch of hunts just he and I this year, and man, we were so successful on those. And, and it's just and the, I've been on a several this year with just my dad and myself. Hunting two people is really, really, really fun. When we're but when we're trying to get footage. With the Panasonic, it's better to have, which is my handheld, it's much better to have three or even possibly four because we're rotating in and out. Because having two shooters and a cameraman or three shooters and a cameraman, is that really helps in getting more than just GoPro footage, which is what I really, really don't want to just only have GoPro footage. Yeah. I like GoPro footage. It's like in a video, if I can have three good kills on the GoPro and maybe two with the Panasonic, that's excellent you know but yeah. it's really nice to have a couple more for for that purpose mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you i wish i uh i had a good way to do it. a lot of my hunts almost i'd say 50 percent of mine are solo hunts so you know at that point um you know you can't get anything but the gopro shots you put a camera behind you you put one on your head maybe for the close shots or i mean you put them in the decoys which works out great yeah. and uh but i need to at least that way. It, it, there's it looks fine yeah I mean, yeah, but I definitely agree, like, the quality of using a DSLR is just, it just, uh, it really brings out, you know, better quality, I think. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, um, here's a question for you. Um, how come you got, you got Golden Boy, you got uh, Fumble Mitts, you got Corn. So, I mean, have they not given you a nickname? Are you the nickname giver? <laughs> uh, yeah, I nick, I am the nickname giver, and I uh, nickname... Like my dog, I bet you, I bet you my dog's got about 50,000. <laughs> nice. I, I nickname, if you, if you have not been nicknamed by me, then I don't know you very well. And I don't, or I don't really like you or mm. I'm calling you a name out of your back. <laughs> yeah. I nickname like, I, cause I'm a teacher, you know, it's like every single student has a nickname. A mm. lot of, a lot of my students actually have little jingles to go with their name, <laughs> which throws everything like the, on the shows, like the, uh, Terry confidence too yeah. yeah that's just <laughs> the weirdness of me i guess <laughs> i think i think that we need to task the boys to get you a nickname too because it's just i mean you can't be the only one without a nickname it just doesn't make sense you know i don't know if it needs to be like chef boy rd or <laughs> or like what what options we got but um <laughs> i don't know i don't know they're gonna have to step up and do it because I, you can't nickname yourself that's true yeah so um, I guess fumbles in here. You fumbles. You gotta, you gotta think of one. Yeah, he tries to call me Sunny Boy, but oh uh, yeah, I've heard him say that. I didn't know that was like specific towards you. I guess I haven't heard it enough. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he, he's about the only one that can call me that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Anyways, what are, what are your plans for YouTube? Kind of changing subjects here. Well, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to gather as big an audience as I can and keep the community thing going. And honestly, just kind of see where it goes. I never expected it. And now that it's growing, I mean, I set I set individual goals as far as how many subscribers I'd like to see and and those types of things. But I'm just kind of I'm just kind of having fun with it. Um, I mean, I've got the website I'm developing. I've got a lot. I'm really, really excited about that. So I, I'm not trying to go the sponsor route, I don't think right now. Although, I mean, it, it depends on I, I, I would. But I really want to just get people over to Patreon because that's a really cool side community and get people on the website because the I the full long-term I, I, image I have for the stats site, I'm so excited about. So that's pretty much where all my energy is going right now. It's like, um, how can I develop this website to be what I want it to be and to share it with people and get people over to Patreon for what's going on over there and you know that that those are really my goals i mean i could go into actual the specifics of like if you want to what adjustments i'm going to make for next year but those that mm. those are my overarching goals is just to gotcha i never dreamed i would hit ten thousand subscribers so <laughs> I mean, yeah that's an impressive milestone for sure especially like in duck hunting where it's just not that big of an audience to start with you know where we talk about like the biggest guys have what like i mean you got to be in like the top five of all duck youtubers if you know if you're including like the TV shows, yeah, it's not like uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, like uh, like a gaming channel or something or a vlogging channel. They can get like nine million. You know, there's just not nine million duck hunters on YouTube. Yeah. So um, I don't know what the top and I saw there's a guy that just does like mud catfishing that has ninety thousand subscribers. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what the top end of it is. I know that uh, outdoor limits continues to grow about three times the rate that I'm growing. And, uh, I mean, he's up at 33,000 and he's picking up, you know, 3000 subscribers a month. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the top end is. We'll find out I, yeah. in the last three years. And I, I, I hope I like to think that I've, I've been an influence in this, but the face of duck hunting on YouTube is completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that outdoor limits and myself, we're probably two of the very first to really go all in to doing it this way. Mm -hmm. that, that, I'm sure there's some other guys out there, but, but I mean, if you really look, that's what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, if you like see like people above 10,000, I think there's just like you, there's Bobby film guys, there's outdoor limits. And then there's a couple TV shows like the grind I think is, and then uh fouled reality, but I'm not sure if anybody else is above 10,000. Yeah, so. I know that the Slade Northwest, I'm not sure what he's at. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. stuff is so artistically done that he puts out like three a year and people just flock to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, their stuff is really good. Yeah, but I mean, and, and now since then, because I know when I was, the first season I was doing it, I was just looking for, I only found one YouTube channel in digging that was like episode one, episode two, episode three. And now, like you said earlier, it was it was just like kill shots and, and rock music montage. Mm -hmm. And so now all of these amazing channels are popping up like yours is really great. And um, Wisconsin's is good. And and guys like you are like, you know, so good with the editing and everything. And I'm like telling my wife, it's like, oh, my gosh, how can I keep up with this? Because I'm not <laughs> skilled like you guys are with what you guys are doing. It's 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 a pretty impressive everything that's popping up. 
Yeah. The way I think to like to think about it is we all have like our strong suits and like yours, I think is like, you really have like a way with like telling the story and like, you know, you're like an elite storyteller and, you know, take us through the whole hunt, you know, and it just, cause all video is, is, is like a way of telling a story, you know, and the way that you get your story across, you know, and that, I think that's what puts you ahead of a lot of the other guys. Yeah. Well, I hope so. That's the goal. So I hope so. I just gotta, I just gotta keep enhancing how I do that and try to improve the editing part of it and the storytelling part and the video and the audio quality, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to our general topic. Um, we're going to be discussing, uh, tips for hunting the river. And, um, so before we go to that guys, um, I'm on the road to 1000 trying not to get kicked out of the YouTube partner plan. So if you're new around here, um, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and, uh, you know, hit that thumbs up or the, the bell icon to get notifications so you guys know when we're going live. And um, I'll really appreciate that, guys. And two, if you're if you're here and uh, you haven't subscribed to Freelance yet, then get over there and hit his channel up too. Um, he's got uh, he's got content going on um, for the four, last four seasons. So, you know, a lot of uh, you guys can uh, binge watch that and uh, get some great content to go through. And uh, thanks, Beth. Uh, for hitting that subscribe button. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mrs. Freelance. Appreciate she, it. Like, she was mentioning how smooth your voice sounded the other day, and I got a little jealous. <laughs> hey, fumble mitts. Are you nervous about the uh, YouTube changes with the partner stuff? Um, no, I, I'm not nervous about it. I think that it's actually, the only thing I don't like is that there's a higher barrier to entry for people who are starting to. And like the way I think about it is, um, you know, it's making it harder to get into it. So you, you have to like be almost more professional about it. Like we're going to have better channels coming up. And the way I think about it with the whole duck community, like the YouTube duck community is that if everybody's better, you know, it's going to make all, it's going to benefit all of us. So, you know, it's kind of like the, the, um, phrase, uh, uh, how's it go? Something about like a good tide helps all boats or whatever. And so like, if we can just grow the whole community and it's like, you're saying like you, you and like, uh, outdoor limits, I think have brought tons of people in, into the YouTube community, into the duck hunting community. And we can just keep growing that the more better channels we have. It's just going to increase that ceiling that you're talking about earlier. And maybe it right now it's at like 50,000. But as everyone keeps producing this great content, more and more people are going to be flocking to YouTube. And more and more people are going to be finding, you know, the people who are really putting in the work and, and trying to put out good quality content. And uh, I think it's really going to just benefit everybody. So I'm not really concerned about it. I'm, I don't want to get kicked out right now. <laughs> but I think that it's, you know, going to benefit everybody because we're not going to have trouble with, uh, people that are going to give the community a bad name because they're not going to be able to have a channel um, that is promoted or, you know, along those lines or, uh, you know, um, we're not going to have another ad apocalypse as people were calling it, uh, where, you know, they're going to be able to, to weed out the people that are making content that's not preferable for um, people that are wanting to put ads on videos. 
So I guess that was a long-winded question, but or answer. Oh, no, I, I, told, I absolutely agree. I want a lot of these guys weeded out. Uh, I want I want exactly what you're saying because it, 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 too many guys just think that they can just slap a GoPro on their head and walk out and hit record and that's and that's what it is and it's not. There's so mm-hmm. much more involved. And I mean, how many videos do I don't know if you have any plugins where you can see the tags that you use, but how many? I mean, I, you wouldn't even believe how many guys just don't even put any video tags on and and I mean the video is just all shaky. Well, we, YouTube has to weed through all of that metadata. And all of that content, whether it's ad friendly or not, it just to me it bogs the whole system down. It's just going to be yeah. a much more efficient system the way they have it set up now. Yep. One thing I will mention that I'm not happy about with the ad stuff is that this actual YouTube video is uh, demonetized, and it was when I put it into the group event. Like I don't know how they decide it, but if it's whether the tags are used or what. And I look through all the tags. I'm like, the only thing I could think of that would get it demonetized off of tags is have the word gun in it and so (laughs) but like there's not even video out yet there's not any of the live stream and they've already demonetized it so i would almost all my live streams uh start out demonetized if not Uh, for some reason it tags those live streams much higher rate than Mm. now most of my videos are not being demonetized anymore and even what it it really didn't seem to affect me monetarily at all yeah yeah, well, I'm not really almost all of them for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, see, I'm not really getting that much revenue anyway, so it's not really. It's just a concern for the future, really. Um, but well, by yeah, the time I'm just next hoping... season rolls around, you'll have bridged that gap easy. Yeah, it's, hopefully, <laughs> keeping at it. So, um, yeah, um, what we're doing? Oh, yeah, general topic. So, um, let's go ahead with that. And, um, all right, I'll go first. So first tip I got for hunting the river guys is, um, that the late season on rivers is golden. So if you're, you know, it kind of goes without saying, but moving water in a river, obviously. So when the weather gets cold, you know, look to the streams, look to the rivers because they're going to be holding, holding, um, the ducks. And along with that, um, you know, a lot of times in the late season, that's where your roost is going to be too. Whether it's a dam pond or um, a big section in the river that uh, still has flowing water that's going to freeze up last. So, first tip is to look to the river, look to the streams in the cold conditions. Yep, that that's that's when we hit our river. We don't hardly ever hunt the rivers until the, at least the shallow water is frozen. Mm. So my first tip is never trust the depth of the river. Now. The rivers that we hunt are very specific. They're pretty big, the Kansas and the Missouri. So, so some of my tip, my tips are geared towards bigger rivers when it's really, really cold, because that's when we hunt them. So that's what I feel like I've got the most knowledge of. So you gotcha. never ever trust the depth of the river, because number one, the water levels change. At least here, the water levels change a lot based on what the reservoirs are letting out and rain runoff. And so you can check uh, USGS real time water data and you can keep track of the depth of the river and you want you want to make sure and do that a lot and that those cover those gauges cover the entire country so mm-hmm. before the night before you go out make sure you check um, any close gauges to where you're hunting for the water level and also in the rivers that we hunt the sand moves down the river a lot based on lots of different variables so I, i've got my one of my later videos of season two um i walk up and find on the river a huge like, I don't know how deep it was. It was over your head hole that wasn't there two weeks prior. 
So huh. you can just never, ever trust what you think you know about the river. If you've crossed a certain area and you say, oh, well, I know that that's not over my head. You, you can't. You, you can suspect it, but every single step in the river should be an exploratory step where you're because mm-hmm. you can hit a hole. And if you're out in 10, 15, zero degree weather and you hit a hole and go in, you could be in some serious trouble. So Absolutely. never trust what you think that you know the depth of the river. Have you ever fallen in then? Or I have. I don't know if you want to hear the whole story or not. But uh, uh, Yeah, sure. A brief summary. All right. I'll give it a brief summary. So Fumbles <laughs> and I were out, out uh, hunting the Kansas River, and we were hunting kind of some ice and sandbars in the middle. And we were cro- we had to cross water to get out to it. And so we had a sled that we were pulling across, and it was probably about thigh deep, thigh deep uh, water. And so we had a great hunt. And we were trying to get back across the river and I didn't want to take five trips because we had a lot of gear. So I put as much crap in the sled as I possibly could. Well, halfway across, it was only probably about a 20, 30 yard section I was crossing. Halfway across, the sled was so heavy that it it submerged. Oh, and man. I looked at it <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was starting to tip over. So I, I tried to brace it and get it up and I couldn't, the whole thing knocked me over everything came out of the sled and started like either sinking or floating down a river. <laughs> and I'm like on my back in thigh deep weather, thigh deep water at this point. So I got the decoy bag off me and I actually grabbed it and used it as a flotation device. And I was just like kickboarding down river, chasing lines and, and oh my gosh. It, Did you lose anything or hopefully well, your gun was all right. We lost a layout blind, a mojo, Oh wow! We got lucky because well, no, and I lost my first gun ever. But I found oh, no. my dad's gun that he's using today. So yeah, we lost a shotgun, a layout blind. Man, yeah, that's rough. I was just hasty and tried to take too much crap in that. But yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. the only time I've fallen in the river. But it was a bad, bad deal. <laughs> so I've fallen in a couple times. I actually fell in. Uh, I mean, most of the times I've fallen is fly fishing, and that's not nearly as you know dangerous because it's not. Well, sometimes it's as cold, but. Um, you know, never fun to get wet in your waders like that. Yeah. And uh, the only time I've ever lost anything I, was when Chief was a puppy, and I was trying to train him to use the canoe. And this is preseason, and uh, <laughs> he saw a crane and jumped on my lap and tipped us over. And I lost like a couple fishing poles. Uh, my iPhone got ruined because it was like a, a six plus, so it was before the waterproof ones. Yeah. So you know, it was a little expensive, but I, I guess it doesn't compare to losing a shotgun, a mojo, and a. A, a blind because those things are all expensive <laughs> it was a bad deal yeah bad deal. all right so um my next tip is um to try trying to get as far as you can away from the launches and uh the way you're going to do that is you know you might have to paddle a little further or work a little harder but if you can get further away from them then you're going to be further away from the crowds and that just increases your success rate because you're going to have less pressure, less pressured birds. You're going to have people who aren't, you're not going to have people around trying to call the birds away from you. And, and, um, you know, it might stink, but a lot of times it's worth it to, to go as far as you can away from that. And, and additionally with that, it kind of goes along with that is if you can, uh, get access along the river. Uh, one of the spots I got, I can get access to the river from a farm and, if I didn't have access, I'd started a launch that's about a 45 minute paddle, um, upstream from there. So it's just, <laughs> you know, if you can do that, you can cut out some time and still get further away from the launches. Cause a lot of people are just going to get in at the launch and it especially helps, um, 
you know, since I don't have a motor to be able to get access further up the stream. Now, are your rivers um, public once you all rivers public in Indiana? Yeah, and I guess it's not that way in every state. So, like, uh, any water that's navigable, you can hunt. And uh, you don't have to have permission to hunt, like, along the shoreline if someone's house is there even, if as long as you're outside of city limits. Okay. Is that in how Kansas, it is? We have, we have just, like, three rivers that are public access. Kansas, uh, the Neosho, and I can't remember what the third one is. Anyway, we only have three, and all the rest are private huh yeah i've heard like I, I wanted to i'm like i'm not too far away from michigan so i thought about going up there because you know some of the season dates um i could hunt in michigan when i can't hunt in indiana and so i was thinking about it you know thinking about it pretty hard and and had decided to it to do that and i went went and called the dnr up there kind of getting all the information so it wasn't breaking any of the rules but then i found out like how hard it is to hunt rivers and um you have to have permission from the landowners on both sides of the river. So that's probably pretty similar to Kansas. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, because then like you get there, someone's at your spot, you want to go further down the river, you're just out of luck because you're not going to get permission. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really fortunate that Indiana has that because Indiana doesn't have any public, well, very small amount of public land in Indiana to hunt. So having yeah. the rivers in, in Indiana helps out a lot. Yeah. All right, so is it my turn? Uh, Yeah. All right, so this is another safety one. Um, you have to be willing to walk away. If you're gonna hunt the ice in late season, you have to take extreme caution because you've got water running underneath the ice. So if you see a ton of birds out on a hole or out on the river, but it's not safe, you have to be willing to walk away from it because you can die, you can die on the river. So you can't, you have to keep a cool head and not go after those birds if it's not the right conditions to go words after. of wisdom yeah. it's hard to do yeah yeah especially i i would never i mean definitely got to do it at points but it, it'd be really hard because you get up early you plan ahead you pack everything and then you get out there and the conditions aren't right you know it, it'd be tough turning around and then like if you have your buddies with you you don't want to be the guy the voice of reason or whatever <laughs> hey guys we can't do this because you don't want to be like called out for you know yeah, I don't know. ice is scary. Ice is scary. Yeah, 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 for sure. I agree with you on that. <laughs> All right. Um, next, next uh, tip I got for the, hunting the rivers is um, to hunt certain uh, landmarks, or I guess not landmarks, but um, certain features in the land, such as uh, islands, seem to be pretty good. You know, if you get on the point of an island hunt further down than the point of the island you get uh just the way it pulls on a side or you get an eddy um the birds a lot of times land in those um, because they want to get out of the main current and they go over to the side current and along the same lines you get eddies around bends of the river and uh if you're on the far side of the bend it kind of slows up where it's coming fast into the fast into the stream and it curves around you're going to get that eddy and then along with that as well um don't be afraid to go up canals and find pools right off the river because again the birds are going to be flocking to the river but when they're flying in different spots you can find some good locations right off the river that are going to be pretty productive nice um my next one is find the birds my experience on the river that we hunt is you can't just go down in and set up decoys you've got a pool of birds every mile or two 
up and down the river. When it gets really good, about every mile you'll get a hole or an area where the birds are, are holing up. And if you're not going to hunt those spots and you're just going to set up randomly on the river, you're probably not going to do very well. So you really need to find them. Um, the river, we're different with the river. Like marshes, we'll go down in a blind hunt on marsh. But we don't ever blind hunt the river other than, you know, if we get on the boat, we can just go up and down and then find a huge group and get at them. But the, the, our river here is so shallow. Sometimes that's really hard to do. But you really have to find them and hunt where they're at if you want to be successful. Gotcha. So you say, uh, do you guys have public blinds out there on the river then? or No. Mm -mm. But what do you mean, mean by blind hunt? Like your layout boat, well, boat mean, blinds? Well, I mean blind hunt meaning... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Going out without information. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, so the next tip I got is um, a lot of people have this negative stigma towards uh, jumping ducks or like floating, floating the river. But, um, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I'll float the river from time to time, especially, you know, on my way back. If you need a couple birds to finish up your limit, you know, it's it's legal it's um ethical to float the river and i don't know why there's such a uh, stigma you see if you go on somebody else's channel see like a video of them floating like you, a lot of times you'll see some negative comments and i'm like it's, it's still duck hunting i mean it's not necessarily preferable to decoying birds in but um it can be productive and when you're finishing out a limit you know nothing wrong with it yep people tend to get elitist about the way they do things and and i mean i can be guilty of that <laughs> well, I think we all can a little bit, but I think that's why. Yeah, that's I was why I was surprised how how many people were elitist about. I mean, I've even seen it. I think you've seen it too, where people get elitist about like they're field hunters and you can't hunt the water. Yeah. And uh, I was super confused. I had one of my goose hunt videos last year, and like I didn't even know what the guy meant. He was like, uh, you know, calling me out for hunting the river. I'm like, where where else do you hunt? Like, <laughs> and uh, it's just yeah. Yeah, I really got into it with, I normally don't get into it with people on comments, but this one comment really pissed me off because that guy was saying the same thing. And he was basically saying, you know, we're not even real hunters. Like, Are <laughs> yeah. you kidding me? Because mm -hmm. I don't do it the way you do. Because those field hunters, you know, if you, they, they want to do it their way and they don't want you messing with their birds. Well, yeah. tip pal, they're not yours. And if I get to them first, <laughs> you're not going to get any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can understand their frustration, but like, I think they just need to be more understanding that that's just going to happen. If you choose to hunt birds in a field, you can have a great hunt in the field, but there's nothing wrong with people going out to the river and hunting them. And yeah. even if it's going to screw, screw up the, the pattern that you had laid out for the birds, you know, everyone has the same right to hunt the birds as you do. So, I mean, it's well, just yeah, part I of hunting. Because he's like, you're just being lazy. You're skipping a step. Like, skipping a step. I'm, I'm a freaking elementary school teacher. Number one, I, there's nothing lazy about me when it comes to hunting. And we bust our butt. Number two, I'm an elementary school teacher. If I can get my dad to go out and kind of scout Friday night or golden boy, I can. But there's no like, okay, we found the birds on the river. Now, Monday morning, I'm going to go see where they're going. Now, Tuesday morning, I'm going to go see where they're going. That, I, I got a full-time job and four kids. I'm yep. going to find them Friday night. And I'm going to hunt them <laughs> Saturday morning where they are. Yep, and shoot a limit, and there's nothing wrong with that. All of us have every day of the week to devote to scouting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agree with you on that one. Is it my turn again or is it your turn? I kind of lost track, to be honest. I think it's your turn. Okay. 
clean your gun often because I know our rivers are sand based. Mm. So, and oh, don't lay them down in the sand. <laughs> I laid mine too. down in the sand and uh, we got checked by an officer one of that recent hunts. And he's like, did this gun fall in the water? I was like, no. I was like, there's this huge chunk of sand in it. And I tried to clean that thing out and getting gritty sand out of the interior of your gun is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible. So clean I your gun off. I hate hunting where there's sand and uh, even with camera gear, man, like uh, our six man limit video was like on a sandy part of a, a, a pond and like it just got in all my camera gear and uh, I mean, yeah, and the gun too. And like, like I'd pull the action back and it'd just be like, oh, I'm like, oh, don't you hate that? Yeah. Yeah. I prefer not to. It and it'll still do that. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get it all out. And I, yeah, I, I had the same problem because I got sand in it, and I was taking the gun and like I was putting it through like the kitchen sink trying to get it, get yeah. it out. You know, I didn't have time to hunt it or well to clean it before I was going hunting, and I should have the night before. And you know, yeah, so sand's not your friend with any of that stuff. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. I probably should have cut better track. Is this number five? <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, right? well, I, I just did four, so yeah, this is five for you. Okay. Um, all right. So last tip kind of goes along with a lot of the stuff we're saying. It can go for just anything, but like scouting, scouting, scouting. It's so important to know where the birds are at. You know, if you only have the Friday, then you can still be successful like Elliot's saying, cause I still smash the birds, but, um, you know, and it doesn't even have to be like, you know, you're going out to spots just anytime you're driving as a duck hunter, you know, planning kind of for the future, learning more spots and, Anytime I'm driving, I'm always scouting. And then, like, you know, mark those things. With, like, a good resource is to mark those locations on your smartphone. I mean, everybody has one nowadays. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people have the smartphone. You can pin those locations. And, you know, I got big plans for this offseason to go around and get permission to a lot of the places I saw or, you know, just to be able to scout um, in the future. You know, you kind of get a route on your way home. You might have to go out of your way, but you can scout up some different locations. Um, because all of us... In the busy world we live in, are time pressed, and you know, just any shortcut you can find to help you scout and be more efficient during the week will help you um, get on those birds when you get a chance to hunt in the weekend. Yep, good tip. Do you have you ever heard of Aldo Leopold? What is that? Aldo Leopold. Never heard of him. He's got but... a book called Sand County Almanac. You got to check out it. He's like the the uh, forefather of modern day conservation. Okay. What you were saying about always looking when you're um, driving, it reminded me of a quote of his, and I'll probably butcher it. But he said, the bird hunter is always looking toward the sky. The deer hunter is always looking (laughs) towards the field. And the civilized man is looking nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Be safe while you're doing it. Be safe. (laughs) If you want to take a video to send it to your friend, pull over, put your blinkers on. (laughs) Yeah. No. Uh, what was it called? What was that book called? Sand County Almanac. Oh, it is. If you like reading, it's it's just absolutely amazing. In fact, he grew up in Wisconsin. Mm. Um. Anyway, check it out. It's awesome. It's an amazing cool. book. Cool. Good deal. So, um, I guess we'll go. Oh, to... I got one more. I got one more. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay. okay. Sorry. So, if you're hunting sandbars and it's hard to get cover. And our group is the only group I've ever seen doing this. I'm, I'm sure other people do it too, but don't be afraid to, to back other people off and just hunt one guy at a time or two guys at a time. If you're sitting there with three guys on a sandbar and, and the birds won't decoy, stop, start dropping guys back 
behind you and just take turns because I would, I would rather shoot birds at 10, 15, 20 yards taking turns than to be shooting at 40 yards with three guys. So don't be afraid <laughs> to do that. It's fun. It's actually fun. I've never tried that. So, I mean, it kind of seems, I mean, I <laughs> hate to be the guy who doesn't get any birds, but well, I we mean, have yeah. a system to it. So, it, I mean, you take turns. If you miss a shot, you're, you're able to miss one shot and stay in. If you miss the second shot, then you're out. And, but I mean, then you're just hanging out on the shoreline. It's, it's actually a ton of fun doing it that way. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks fun. Yeah. If you're shooting. Birds. <laughs> so yeah, you think it makes that big of a difference then oh, to have. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. And when my dad and I started doing it this way, we had the two of us with layout blinds and two dogs. Mm. And so we just couldn't get birds to, to commit. So then we would start backing off one guy and one dog and just do one layout, layout blind and we immediately would get them right in and then we just switch switch out. So we kept doing that this year with um on one of our hunts we had me and Dan and Aiden tried the three of us we couldn't get them in. Then we tro- tro- tried two guys couldn't get them in. And then we finally put one guy all white and then they were just committing. Mhm. Yeah, I saw that. So All right, so that's all the tips. So I'm sure we could think of more if we spent more time on it, but <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and go to the lightning round. So I don't know if you've been here on the other, I think you were during those, uh, but um, I just go through a list of things, you know, quick questions, quick answers. So let's roll with it. All right, gun? Uh, Outlander. All right, uh, dream gun? I don't really have one, honestly. I'm not I'm not a big gun guy. <clears throat> I like my Outlander, but I don't really have a dream, dream gun. Honestly. Gotcha. <clears throat> And then uh, shot size? Uh, we use federal three inch twos or fours during until the big ducks show up and then twos and we even use twos for geese. Okay. No double Bs? Nope. I mean, okay. we don't, we, I, we, on geese, I don't pull the trigger if they're not inside 30. Okay. And no, uh, no 3.5s? No, my gun won't even take them and I don't see any. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're not going to shoot geese out past 40, I don't, which I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't. No. Gotcha. Uh, face or no face paint? Well, I, it depends on it depends on my face mask. If I have a good face mask that actually has a mouth hole on it, I'll go face mask. But the the face mask that just kind of stick up here and cover, I hate. Mm. So I'll do sometimes I do face paint, and my dad finally gave me a face mask I like, and I lost it within the first three hours. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll do a little bit of both. It just depends. Ducks or geese? Oh, ducks. Uh, beard or no beard? beard. Go back to season one. <laughs> yeah, I shaved. I shaved my beard off um, in between this last off season of my kids, and just went nuts. My, they hated, <laughs> they hated it. Hmm. Uh, river or uh, let's go with river or marshes for you, because you marshes. you hunt a lot of marshes. Marshes, okay. I do love the river late season. I really do, but I love I love marshes. You give me a good prairie marsh where there's not many trees around, like we hunt early season for teal, and that's about as cool as it gets. Nice. And this one probably goes without saying, but water or field? <laughs> yeah, water. <laughs> Mojo or lucky duck? I a little bit of field hunting and, and get into that a little bit, but I I just love the water. I yeah. love the water. I love all of the other animals you see. I mean, laying out in a field, how many non-waterfowl species are you going to see? I mean – you're on a marsh or a lake or something, you're going to see, like I saw river otters for the first time on the river. I didn't even know they mm-hmm. were in Kansas, and I guess they're making huh. a comeback. But it's just, 
it's it's an environment it's it's an ecosystem and a field is not a field is something that man has made and planted and a marsh or a lake is actually an ecosystem and it's that's just to me that's the whole difference lucky duck or mojo i don't really care we've always used um mojo corn loves the lucky duck and he got one and i if i had to buy one right now they're the same price i'd buy a lucky duck but we've mm. always had mojo. gotcha maybe i should add a, a jerk rig on there at the end too for people who don't oh, gotcha. okay <laughs> you don't what do you use for motion then you don't use any motion no, no we do use the jerk rig and we've okay. had you were talking about getting one of those uh lucky duck splashers or whatever yeah we've tried those and man, they're just a pain in the butt to haul around and the batteries are always going dead. And mm. so we use the jerk rig. I just hate jerk rigs. I hate dealing with them. I hate everything about them, but we use them a lot. Gotcha. Normally I can get Aiden or Dan to mess with them. Mm. Morning or evening? Oh, morning. I, I don't like evening hunts. I, for something about coming back in the evening, it makes me feel depressed. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mornings are just more productive as well for me anyway. Yeah, oh, five. it's not even close. To, the difference isn't even close to productivity. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, we got Q&A. So you guys go ahead and get your questions ready, and we'll be looking at them. Um, but before we go to that, uh, just a reminder, on Monday, we got somewhere in Wisconsin coming on. Um, again, it's not on Friday because – uh, you know, I'm, I've got plans this weekend. Can't do the pod, live stream podcast on Friday. Got family coming in. So doing one today and doing one on Monday to make up for it. And, uh, so we got somewhere in Wisconsin on Monday. So if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell. So you're notified when we're going live. And then the following Friday, we got Louisiana wetlands coming on. So we got a lineup coming up. Yep. I can't wait to see that one with both those guys. Um, Wisconsin and Louisiana wetlands. That's cool. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I like how I'm getting like a variety across the country. You know, we've got Virginia, we got California, Kansas, Wisconsin, Louisiana, and everybody does it different. And, uh, you know, everybody's crazy about greenheads. So, <laughs> yeah. I reached out to like uh, Grind and a couple others trying to get them on live streams. They didn't even respond. They went, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, now I don't think guys like that even check. I think they upload a video and it's like, whatever. Yeah, they don't have a community. They don't like, care about like it. Add in a magazine to them. Yeah. Yeah, what do they even do? Like the grind? Are they anywhere else besides here? Uh, no, I mean, I think they're just pushing their their decoy brands and stuff. And Okay. I like their show. I wish they would quit doing so many uh, guided hunts all the time. But I mm. love their stuff up in uh, uh, South Dakota and Nebraska on the Missouri River. I love that. I love when they hunt there. I love that. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we got any questions. What were the hardest problems starting off on YouTube? And that's from Brooks. Um, you want to go ahead and start with that one? Um, I think it took a while for me to get used to the trolls. Uh, at first it really bothered me and now I, I i get probably 99 positive comments to every negative i mean it's mm -hmm. it's by far the majority is positive but you know it did take a little bit of, a little bit of time to to get used to those kind of comments and and just blow them off not that it made me cry or anything but now now it's just like Psh, whatever. yeah, that, yeah. That was a little bit bothersome at first yeah i think for me it was just 
I mean, I don't know. Cause there's a lot of things you got to think about if you want to make like a good video and like one, it was being like confident talking in front of the camera. And if you're thinking about doing it, just go ahead and do it. Even if they're bad starting off, it's good practice. And it's almost, I mean, it's pretty cringy going, looking back at my first couple videos. I'm just, you know, pretty awkward. I'm still am, but, uh, at least I don't feel bad about being awkward now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, being able to do that was maybe the hardest part. And then like just figuring out, like I'd miss, like I set up a camera, you miss all the kill shots or, I mean, not necessarily important to have them all, but, um, you know, just the whole concept. So I guess that's a pretty bad answer, but <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it is. All. It took me three years for how to use GoPro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean if first year we were trying to put it in our head and I didn't realize that you're supposed to just turn them on and let them run. Uh, so I was trying to turn them on and off on my head all the time. And that did not work at all. Cause I was moving <laughs> the camera around and I, I would look at the footage and it'd be, you know, point and clear off over there. So then yeah. I tried to barrel mount it and that didn't work. And finally mm. I was like, so finally I actually started researching about how these things are supposed to be. It's like, Oh, you're supposed to just turn them on and leave them on. That changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That worked out better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'd just say, yeah, just practice and you're going to learn stuff along the way, just ton of stuff and everything you take, just learn, learn from it and improve. And, uh, and you'll be off to the races. So some that I tried to record, like in my, like where I'm sitting now, not a non duck hunting, like on the field video, I had to make all my family members get completely away <laughs> that they couldn't hear me. Everyone left. And I was like, so nerve wracking, you know, because yeah. you're starting to do a camera, not <laughs> a person. It's so different. Yeah. So different. Yeah. That goes away soon. Yeah. Let's see. Um, somewhere in Wisconsin, uh, ask anything you do different next year. Um, hmm, I'm not sure. Can you be a little bit, I guess a little bit more specific? Cause there's a lot of things that do different next year, but I'm not sure if that's what you're going for. Uh, okay. And then, uh, okay, so Virginia Outdoors has a question for you, and he's asking uh, about your sons. He says, at what age do you expect to start letting them go by themselves, and uh, when will you let them take a camera? Well, I'm going to, you know, they're still only hunting about two or three times a year, um, and that's going to change here coming up. Uh, they're going to start going out more and more. Number one, I want them to be able to keep track of their own crap so I don't have to organize all their crap for every hunt. <laughs> Cause I got enough stuff of my own to worry about. Um, I, I don't know when I'll let them go out by themselves. N no time soon. Simeon's a freshman. Nevin's an eighth grader and Elijah's a seventh grader. So it's going to be a while until I let them go out by themselves with a firearm and mm. probably well, longer until I let, I let golden boy take the camera when he goes out sometimes, <laughs> but it's, it's with the understanding that if he ruins it, he buys me another one. Well, mm -hmm. that if the boys ruin it, they can't buy me another. So yeah. are you, people are going to see more and more of the boys in the next few years for sure. I mean, they're going to start taking center stage um, pretty quickly. But yeah, I think that's going to be cool. People hunt too, that it makes it, I may start rotating out like a boy comes on every hunt, like one boy on every hunt. You have to put them in like probation though, if they miss shots or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, they'd be in probation all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Although Simeon shot really well on that duck magnet video. Yeah, yeah. That was a he good video. I enjoyed it. 
He, in fact, he blew it because in the middle of November, when we were pounding the mallards, I was like, man, come on, let's go. And he had some with his friends. Mm. Like, uh, blew it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that though. How old is he? He's a freshman. Okay. Yeah. The social is really the number, number one on his list, you know? Yeah. You just got to get, normal. I mean, you live in Kansas. You think there'd be some, uh, other guys his age hunting too, right? Or. Well, not so much in the town we live in. There's really oh, okay. Hmm. Here or that, or he doesn't gravitate to those because I mean he doesn't push the outdoorsman um, image at school. Gotcha. Uh, Drop time outdoors asks, uh, do you plan on traveling to hunt next season? Um, I hope to go on at least one out of state hunt, and uh, I mean if it's financially feasible to do that, then I probably will. Um, how about you? Um, we will go. We've got a trip planned up to the Platte River, which we were supposed to take this year, my dad and I, um, to this guy we've been talking to in Nebraska. But it got so cold when we were supposed to go. It was like negative, And my dad just can't handle that kind of weather. And mm. everything was locking up there. So we, I hope that we can still do that trip. I mean, we we take trips out what to the to in Kansas a bunch, where we go three or four hours west. But out of state, I'm real limited being a teacher what I can do. So we're going to take that trip to Nebraska. And then we'll go out west three or four times. That reminds me of a different question I had earlier that I forgot to ask. Um, with you saying, like, you, you got some limitations being a teacher. Do you see yourself uh, being able to go full time as a, a duck hunter anytime in the future? Or is that? That, I don't know whether that's a pipe dream. I mean, that's my dream. Okay. That, yeah. That's my dream for the stats website. Gotcha. I, I, that's why I'm pushing it so hard is that's what I would like to have happen. Whether that will happen or not, I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to follow God's plan and put that in his hands. But I don't want to be teaching until I'm 75. Uh, yeah. So if, if I can do that, then I certainly would. And that ultimately ultimately is my goal and why I'm pushing so hard for what, for what, for what I'm doing. That's why I'm pushing so hard. Uh, nice. But whether it will happen or not, you know, I just have to trust God and make sure that I'm on his path for what he wants me to do and, and see what happens. Nice. Uh, let's see. If... Someone asked, I think I lost it. They asked about the fully flocked decoys that you're using, if they made any difference. I'm sure it's hard to tell. I'm sure they do. I, I, I can tell you this. If you're where the birds want to be, then it's not going to matter because mm. we were using flocked when we got on that run where we were just shooting limit after limit of mallards. Um, only Aiden had his dozen flocked. And he was there one day with his flock and we shot a limit. He wasn't there and we weren't using flock the next day and we shot a limit. So <laughs> I think that they look outstanding and I think they make a difference, but it's really hard to tell how much difference that they make, but they is look. Hard, is it hard to keep them clean? No, not, not really. I mean, they've got the little bags in them. Okay. And they're holding up pretty well. Um, I think the avian that we've got, my dad bought a dozen avian, avian X. And it seems like those have held up better after year than um, Aiden's Dakotas have. Gotcha. But I mean, they still look good. I, I, so we've tried to minimize our spread and go less decoys, but higher quality. That's been the idea. And I, I think they look, I think they look fantastic. So Nice. All I follow right, up question Modern Man wants to know, are they a hassle to take care of? They're a little bit of a hassle because they come in those slotted bags. And so they, you do have to baby them a little. 
All right, and then Quack Addicts, uh, he wants to know what our plans are for the offseason. Uh, coyote, turkey, deer, fishing, eck. Um, or if we plan to keep our channels strictly to waterfowl hunting. And um, I guess for me, uh, I probably won't do any predator hunting. I do plan on doing turkey hunting. Uh, I shot my first turkey last year with a bow. It was pretty cool. And I shot a doe um, with my shotgun this year. Want to get a deer in between waterfowl like i don't want it to take away from my waterfowl time necessarily so if i can get a chance for the deer in between all that um then i'll go ahead with that and then as far as fishing i fly fish so hopefully over the summer spring and fall maybe i'll get a stillhead or a salmon video or some trout fishing videos out of that are you gonna and, hit that hard or just kind of from time to time um well i think i'm not gonna hit it like super hard just from time to time because i i gotta try i gotta drive up to michigan to do a lot of that fly fishing and uh you know i just don't have the time to go uh every weekend especially when i gotta drive four hours there four hours back and it just makes more sense when i can do it for like a weekend so probably won't hit it hard but <laughs> hopefully i get some good stuff with that yeah that'll be interesting to interesting to see uh, but we don't have much fly fish fly fishing in or kansas Fishing in Kansas, I think, kind of sucks because you just have the man-made reservoirs and hmm. I don't know. What was the question? Where I forgot what the question was. It, like, wait, what are your plans oh, for your channel off season? So we've got a few snow goose hunts coming up. Aiden will hit the snow goose hunting hard, so um, he'll have several on his own. I'll be on at least one. Um, so then we'll do some turkey hunting videos, and I'm gonna do a survival video again. Which did you ever see my survival video? Mm -hmm. from last year? Yep. We're going to do that again, except we're going to, this year, we're not going to take bait with us. So we have to catch our own bait because last year we took in tons of cut fish. And, so we're going to make it a little bit harder this year and not take bait. And I, so I'm going to push that survival challenge. And then we're going to do something on the Missouri river. Um, kind of like can Dam float the Mo. The idea with yeah. that is we're going to spend an entire day making a three man raft and see how far we can float it. Something like hmm. that. Like the Huckleberry Finn challenge or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then there may be a few fishing fishing videos just don't get many views honestly mm. but i like making them so if i like making them i'll post it mm -hmm. yeah so i've got some good views on some fishing videos but i think there's probably more of a like for salmon videos especially there's a lot of people searching that for whatever reason yeah i try not to let views be the end all be all ultimately i want to post stuff that i like yeah i like what i want to post mm -hmm. agree with you there so um, let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, back to somewhere in Wisconsin. He just wants to know if we're doing anything different uh, for duck and hunting wise. Um, I guess for me, you know, I definitely want to try out some more locations. Like a lot of times I don't get the time to scout like I want or I scout it and I, you know, just end up going back to some of the tried and true locations that I hunt. And so I want to branch out and try some new locations that I haven't tried yet. Well, number one is I'm not going to pay a pile of cash for a lease. That's number one. <laughs> my wife will be happy about that. Nice. Uh, other than, I mean, we pretty much have our routine with the way we do things and where we do things. So I might, one thing we've talked about is trying the river earlier season um, because we were in there messing around. I don't remember why we were in there. Anyway, uh, early season, we saw like right around, right before teal season, we actually saw some teal and some wood duck using the rivers and i didn't know that they did that so we may actually try the river earlier gotcha yeah i love river hunting 
So I'm a fan of that. I have my best hunts in the river. Yeah. Well, maybe not best. Best hunts are probably private hunts, but <laughs> you can have some good hunts in the river. Um, and <laughs> freak baby. Oh, <laughs> freak baby. And freak baby uh, will always be around. If you don't, if you guys haven't, you can follow freak baby on Instagram at <laughs> H freak baby. Aiden's kind of in charge of freak baby. Nice. And, yeah. And we found freak baby on the Missouri river last year when Dan was making his raft. So freak baby will be around. That baby is a freak man. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. It, it reminds me of like the. I edited a bunch of stuff out of it because when we first found found Freak Baby, it's like one of those peeing babies, you know. And <laughs> oh. You squirt it, and it's like this black, disgusting. Oh. So my wife made me edit a bunch of that out. <laughs> I mean, I'm an elementary teacher holding up a naked baby, going, "Yeah, eh, eh, little <laughs> coming out." And she's like, "No, you need to edit that." <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of the like. The I guess I don't know what it's called the freak baby from like the Toy Story <laughs> series, <laughs> and yeah, th- that thing yeah. freaked me out when I was a kid. So I'm like, uh. I don't know if us toting around that baby doll is weird or what, but I know we have. <laughs> we think it's funny, so it's staying. Yeah, and let's see. Uh, do any of you shoot uh, sporting clays in the off season? Uh, from Peter, um, and he thinks that helps you shoot. Uh, yeah. Or are we talking about clays or sporting clays? Because that's different. He specifically says sporting clays. Which... I've only shot sporting clays one time in my life. And it was What's hard. the difference between sporting clays? Well, sporting clays are, they set up these these stations that simulate all different types of of hunting. Yeah. So if you have like um, trap, trap is basically like pheasants where they go straight away from you. Mm-hmm. And then skeet oh, yeah. is, skeet's about 25 shots in different stations and they're over your head in a lot of different angles. But then sporting clays, the one I went on, it went down through the woods and each station is supposed to simulate a different kind of hunting. And it's really fun, but it's really, really hard. Mm. Yeah, we got a course actually around here. It's called Back 40, Back 40 Sporting Clays. And like, I, I guess I've never, I guess I've gone to like a, a skeet or trap. I just don't know what the different names mean. Where it's like a, a wobbler and they have like a stationary one, like I said, and it just like turns like this and then you say pool and it shoots out straight straight away from you. But then, yeah, we, the sporting clays is actually a ton of fun. Um, it's like 20 minutes from my house, and it's got like 10 stations. And uh, like you said, yeah, they're coming in different angles, and you do doubles, and then they have like ones like rabbits where it's rolling a clay across the ground. And yeah, yeah. It's and, hard. Uh, I went 50% on it, and I felt good about it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We my have fun with that. He has his own skeet. Um, he's got like a lo- hunting lodge, and I, I, I've shown it in one of the videos. Mm. Um and he's got his own little his own little skeet range, which is so much fun. It overlooks this marsh, and I try to hit that once a year, but it's but I haven't done it for a while. Nice. Fumble says you guys got one close by. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's, it's just money, you know. I mean, yeah, it is expensive. So I mean, we've got a thrower. My dad's got a spring thrower, and we we always do that a couple times a year. Hmm. But I just don't like going out and spending a bunch of money on it. Yeah, the only time I like doing it is off season. Like if I can actually just go hunting, I'm not gonna go to a sporting clay. But you know, when you're getting the duck depression, you know, just go out there to sporting clays and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we've done the spring throw. We do that a couple times a year, but it's, yeah. that's not even near as good as doing like that. Yeah, I know ours cost about like twenty seven dollars for like fifty shots, so it does get pricey. Yeah. But I mean, if you do it a couple times a year, 
you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Well, um, I think we covered all the questions. Hopefully we got everything on there and, yep. uh, thanks everybody for joining us. And thanks again, uh, Elliot for coming on here. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, um, yeah, getting to talk to yeah. you and anytime. It, yep. I feel like I knew most of the questions, but <laughs> you know, you got a lot of, of great content over there. So guys, if you haven't checked them out again, go over there and check them out. And, uh, I guess that's all we got. So, um, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. You've been listening to the Duck Gun Podcast. Thanks for joining me here on iTunes. Hit the subscribe button, guys, so you don't miss out on any of our future content coming out weekly on Wednesdays. And uh, if you guys want to join us live on the YouTube channel, you can find that at Duck Gun Chronicles. Just search it on YouTube. You'll find it. And we'll see you there. Let's go. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>